What do you mean in the Lord? In the Lord. Biblical. Obey your parents according to God's word and the biblical sense. Even if, well, well, bro, well, uh, Jason, uh, cutting grass and folding clothes and all that stuff really ain't in the Bible, so I don't have to do that. No, obey your parents. We'll get to chores in a moment. Obey them biblically. Simply put, again, all things that are scripturally correct. Don't try to say, again, the Bible don't say this or that, so I don't have to do this or that. When your parent is telling you something that goes against or contrary to God's word, then that's a different story. But not only obey, but honor, honor your father and mother. Honor them. It's the first commandment with a promise. You read that promise in Deuteronomy 5 and 16, and, and you also see it in Exodus 20 and verse 12. It's a promise. It's a, it's a command with a promise attached to it. What? All the days of your, your, your days will be long. I've heard some say before, hey, you want a you short life? Then keep disrespecting huh. Honor them. Honor them. And, 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 and obey them. Obedience and honor are important. Why? Because the family, uh, the family government was, was introduced and it was instituted by God. The family has been destroyed and is continually being destroyed. Summer and I taught a, a class a long time ago, bringing up boys. <coughs> Lord, that's been a And, and it, it looked like Noah on the box, which was really nuts. And, uh, but anyway... The, 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 the society has made men look like a bunch of barbarian and, and, and animal people that uh, all we want to do is see uh, some lady in a bikini and whatever. I, I mean, but then they made the female to be some, some um, um, materialistic person and, and all of those things, and you got all of this junk, and it's destroyed the family or trying to destroy the family but the family was instituted by God. It was created to reflect the government of God. It was created to work in unity and in harmony for one purpose. Not to, not to say, look at us, but to glorify God. So it's the government, uh, and it was instituted by God. Jesus, the head of the church, the husband, the head of the home, and the wife, the guide, the facilitator of the home. The, and the children obey the parents. My generation, again, is the first generation that had the parents have worked for the kids and the kids have not honored the parents. I, it wasn't that case in my house. I didn't, I didn't do anything unless I did what they told me to do. If I didn't do what they told me to do, then I did what they said. I went to the bedroom and I leaned over the bed and I waited for them to come tell me hello in hindsight. <laughs> That was some awful times, man. You remember when you was a kid and your mom was like, wait till after church. I'm like, oh my God. I would try everything in the world to make them forget about me waiting, waiting after church. I'm like, Mom, you look good today. <laughs> Dad, your mustache is gorgeous. <laughs> Please don't beat me after church, Daddy. I don't want to. I don't want it. That was terrible times. And, uh, but uh, you know what? Most of them was deserved. If, if social services was then like now, um, I'm pretty sure that I would have been in their custody. <laughs> because our church was on the main road, and I'm going to tell you what, I got my tail tore up on the porch of the church. I was shouting, but I wasn't in the spirit. I was in pain. I was hurting. But uh, anyway, 
Obey and honor your mother and father. The family is designed to be an imitation of the government of God, and we are to obey and honor our father. Obey and honor our father. When we come to fathers, and, and fathers have a, I, I am one, and, and I understand, and, and, and Terrence and James, you are one, but wait till those, those, uh, the, the, those kids are running around and, and whacking you in the shin with a stick or whatever else, and yeah, it's coming, just wait. But um, we, we have a responsibility as fathers that sometimes we, we look at the responsibility on us that we need to provide. There is more than just material things. And there is more than that. And it says to provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Fathers, we got a responsibility. It's not the mama's job. Listen, there's mothers that do it. Thank God, because they have to. But fathers need to bring up the children in the, in the nurture and admonition of the Lord to teach them, to train them, to show them the way, to let them see you praying. To lead them from love and not by fear and intimidation. Your child should never be afraid of you. I, I'm, I'm pretty certain, I feel certain, my kids aren't afraid of me. Um, but I, 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 there, there are children who fear their, their dad because all they, all they know how to correct is with, with love. Your child, again, should never be afraid. I, I know correction's right, and I believe in that. I'm not anti-spanking and all that stuff. I am anti-beating. But I believe in correcting, but in love and not in anger. And I never, under, and I thought my mom and dad were the biggest morons in the world when they would tell me, like, you know, the whole say, oh, this hurts me worse than it hurts you. I'm like, give me the hickory. You see how bad it hurts. And that's what I thought. I mean, let me hit you in the legs and you tell me how bad it hurts. But they wasn't meaning in that sense. It hurts me to correct you because I don't want you to mess up. It hurts me that you have hurt yourself because you don't have to do this. That lie that you have to sow your wild oats, you don't have to sow nothing. The only thing you should be sowing, kids, is the Word of God and letting it be sown into your lives. Hear me closely. You don't have to live rambunctious. Gemma Ray, you better pay attention. Sowing the word of God into our own lives. We don't have to, to do what we think or to live life and experience the wild side. Let me tell you something. Sin will keep you longer than you want to stay. It will take you deeper than you could ever imagine. It will keep you there. It don't care about you. You don't have to try drugs. You don't have to look at pornography. You don't have to do these things. You're enticed to, and you're, you're told to, and you're pressured to. And we were talking at lunch about the TikTok phenomenon. Young girls everywhere walking around. That's all they do is whatever. I don't know. Maybe they don't probably look that spastic good. That's what they, they look like bees are chasing them. and Because I don't hear the music, and they're just... <laughs> but they're doing this, why? For likes, and to be popular, and to be known. Why? So that I'll be famous. And if you do that, that's 
There's nothing wrong with that. I'm telling you, I, they don't care. TikTok Timmy don't care about you. They're forced to get likes. They're forced to get the thumbs up. This is a generation that we don't really understand. I was sitting beside Lexi at lunch. I was like, hey, put that phone down. Y'all talk to each other. I don't know. They had some group chat. I'm like, you're right here in front of each other. What y'all in a group chat for? You're sitting literally across the table. I'm not saying they were talking on the phone to each other. I think those other kids were involved. But this is a generation that we don't understand because we're not those digital natives. Communication to us is, hey, man, I don't like you. I don't like you either. Good. Well, let's get on past it. Or whatever it may be. That's communication to us. It's not email. And it used to drive me nuts at work. And these young guys would come in and they would, enter, they would email the subcontractor. And well, I emailed them. I said, you know what they got to say? I didn't get that email, so I didn't show up to the job. Talk to them. Verbal communication. So we've got a generation that now is totally different than the generation that we've come up in. But why? It's not their fault. This is what has been pushed and shoved down their throat. While we should be, and you can, be still teaching and preaching and showing them the way. Raise them according to the ways of the Lord. We put so many unnecessary stresses on our kids. They're not perfect. And you ain't either. And neither am I. I, <coughs> I made mention, I think last week or whenever it was, one of my largest, I think it was last week, one of my largest fears was to disappoint my parents because they were so involved and so well known in the ministry. And man, that was our screw up. <clears throat> I mean, we skipped church quite a few times just to be driving around and whatever. You know, most of the time that's when something stupid would happen when I was supposed to be in church. And, but my biggest fear was to be a disappointment to my parents and they've never put that pressure on me. But it became, it just came from society because if you, <clears throat> if you belong to a Christian family, then everybody's painting this picture that you're supposed to be perfect. And that's not the case at all. And, and you're not, you're going to mess up. But let me tell you something, you don't have to mess up just to mess up. There is a, there is a, there is a line that not, is not to be crossed. But instead of telling you it's okay to teeter-totter all over it, stay away from it. The Bible tells us to be innocent, even of the appearance of evil. Even of the appearance of evil. When we were at the beach this week, I thought, my God, what in tarnation is going on down here? I mean, young girls and their tails is hanging out and they're, their parents is right there. And I'm like, man, you're going to be a grandparent like a week if you don't change this. I mean, I'm not, use your imagination, but don't use it too much because I want you to listen. <laughs> but we put unnecessary stresses on our children because we want them to succeed. And success comes in numbers and success comes in promotions and success comes in titles and, and names. Let me tell you something, kids, children, young folks. Success is found in Christ Jesus because He will open the door that no man can. And when He opens it, no man can shut it. He'll take you from the pit 
to the palace. He'll take you from the field to the valley. What? Not to whine and moan, but to conquer, to conquer Goliath. Success will only come in salvation. And salvation comes by surrender. And surrender equals victory. Terrence said it the other week. Not anything else. We try so hard, I got to do it. I mean, my Lord, when I was in the ninth grade, they told me to make out my list of what I wanted to do. And still then, I wanted to drive a trophy truck, um, but specifically a monster truck. They were, brother, there ain't, there ain't a career path for that. I'm like, sure there is. There got to be somebody somewhere that knows how to do it. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, didn't, I, you know, I, was, I knew what I was supposed to do when I was 19, but I didn't want to do it. But we bring them up in the, in the admonition, the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. It's hard for dads to nurture. I don't, man. I watch Summer hold the kids. I'm like, how do they do that? Like Gemma still will get hurt or something will happen and she's, she's crying. And, and she comes to me sometimes and I hug her and I tell her it's all right. But she's still crying. But when she goes to Summer, it's like, whoo. It's like aloe on a burn. And I don't but how does that learn from fathers? By surrendering and submitting to the Father. Surrendering, submitting to the Father. So Proverbs 22, I said this morning, 22 verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way they should go, or he should go, and when he is old he will not depart from it. I believe, and, and just my personal feeling, that this is one of the misconstrued and misinterpreted scriptures in all of God's Word. Listen, it don't just mean bring them to church. There's a lot of people that I know and their dads are not Christians. They are not believers, but they make sure their kids go to church. And that's good. But that don't negate the responsibility as a father that we have. So, so it don't mean just bring them to church and they're going to keep on coming. If it, it, it don't mean that they'll, they'll depart, or if they do depart, that they'll eventually come back either. If that were the case, then we're saying what we do, show up, train, bring up, what we do is better than what Christ has already done. Because the way that this scripture is mostly interpreted by many folks in this, and the way that it's understood by many folks is all I have to do is bring them, train them up, and nothing else is going to happen. Well, that's a lie. Because I'm going to tell you, I was brought up and I was trained up in church and I was a woohoo. But I knew the way of the Lord. And I came back to it because I was hungry for more. I knew nothing else would satisfy. I had tasted the real thing. I had tasted and seen that he was good at a young age. And I knew that where the source was. So we train them up in the way they should go, not the place we think they should be. Come on now, there's a big difference. We train them up in the way they should go, not the place we think. Where's your kids at? But again, parents be the parents, and the kids don't have the option. You coming? You coming with me? 
Well, Daddy, oh, something's on TV. I don't care. Watch it later. Well, let me finish this. No, watch, do it later. They don't have the option. The rules in our house when I was growing up is as long as you're under my house, the rules is what I say. I'm like, is that debatable? No. And they could change. Hey, that ain't even fair. That's life. So we train them up on the way they should go, not the place that we think they should be. So again, parents, if you're watching or if you will watch or whatever, it's not just bringing them to church. Because a a lot of folks want the church, the people, to take the responsibility of parenting off of them so that they can do what they like. We used to do outreach. We did outreach for, for many years. And on Saturday morning specifically, <laughs> they, they didn't even, most, most people, they would just open the door and kids like, get them out of here. Because all they had done the night before was party. They didn't want a parent. Just get rid of them. Just do whatever. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I would do it again and again and again. But that don't negate our responsibility as parents. What do you think has gone wrong in this society? We have a generation that knows zero consequences. Because the authority has been taken from every authoritative position. Teachers can't paddle. I'm going to tell, tell you right now, my first grade teacher, Miss Rodden, tore me up. My fourth grade teacher, Miss Beatty, almost destroyed me for cussing in class. Sorry, I wasn't perfect, I told you. And then Mr. Simpson, my principal, whoo! Never asked, never asked them, never asked them, is that as hard as you can hit? Terrible, terrible idea. Absolutely terrible idea. And then the, now the teachers can't do anything but, but say something and, and, and threaten with words. And, and now policemen are, are being stripped of... And listen, listen, I'm not here to debate good, bad, whatever. They're, they're, they're taking their authoritative powers away from them. So counting the time out... I'm not going there. This is the generation we're dealing with now. This is the generation that had time out instead of their tails whipped. I'm corrected. I'm not, I'm not talking about beating. I'm talking about corrected in love. Because there's no consequence. If I go and riot and tear something up, the worst that's going to be done is I'm going to be thrown in jail and I'm going to get right back out. But I'm only going to be punished and not corrected. There's a huge difference. We don't have a correctional system. We have a punishment system. The government is messed up from head to bottom. Both Republican and Democrat and Independent and everything in between. I'm not here to debate politics. I'm telling you that the system is not going to save society. There is only one hope and it's found in the message that the church should be preaching. But it has been deteriorated and torn up from the family for years. To train them up the way they should go. That way they should go is the way of the Lord. But how many children don't know the way? They don't know the way because parents haven't shown them the way. But the parents may not have shown them the way because they don't know themselves. For so long it's become ritual. Especially in the south. I mean there's, there's churches everywhere. 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 When Summer was head of the Jesus Video Project in Gaston County, 
I, I can't remember. Do you remember how many churches was in Gaston County alone? 3,000 something. That was years ago. And we think, good old southern folk, we think we just show up to church, we on our way to heaven. And I'm so glad. Ain't got nothing to do with it. But the way is not known because most people don't know the way because they will not look and search and ask for him to lead them. Point them, lead them to the cross. And yes, in that correction and discipline is involved. But we now have a generation again that knows no consequence so they have no respect for authority. None. Without authority, chaos will rule. Again, I mentioned this morning, erasing history will not change history. From history, you can learn. Learn what? Not to repeat it. But all history is not bad. All history is not terrible. But again, chaos will rule, and this is what we're seeing taking place. Verses 5 through 9 is dealing again with the, with the in, in today's language, if you will, it says servants and masters, but today's term employer and employee. I've said over and over and over and over again, an employee or an employer, if they have a Christian employee, that should be the best employee they have. And I, 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 you may not hear many people say this from a pulpit, but I'm going to tell you, as a believer, you were not hired to preach. They're paying you to work. Let your light show shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. If you can't talk and work at the same time, then keep the pie hole shut. And I might, it may sound rough, but I'm just telling you, because I, I experienced that. And it, and it, and it gives a, a, a nasty taste to the people that aren't, but why does this guy get to stand here and talk about Jesus for 30 minutes and I'm over here grinding away? Well, he, he gonna, he's going to come too. But anyway, so, so why would verse 5 say obedience, obedience, which is a word that sometimes is misconstrued, obedience with fear and trembling? So the answer to verse 5 is found in 5 and 6. It, it, it's the singleness of your heart as unto Christ. We're not talking about people with fear and trembling, obedience with fear and trembling, and the singleness of heart as unto Christ, because He's worthy of it all. Not with eye service, as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. I was taken back and, and, and thinking about this and, and studying and, and preparing notes and things of that nature when, uh, when I, we, we landed the Google Fiber project. And I was over, uh, we had 28 sites, and I was over uh, most of those. And, and I would run here to there, and I would do this or that. And, and we had electrical contractors that weren't very good at the underground work. So our, our part of, of work, we, we would take that on. And it, it was pretty simple. But anyway, uh, I would leave... To go to another job, well, why I was going, I know what should have happened. <laughs> but it was always funny to me when I would pull up because most of those sites I could see from a distance, and I would pull up, be getting close, and I would see them sitting down, kind of like you was when you were young, you were supposed to be doing chores, and you heard the car door shut, and you're like, oh my Lord Jesus, they're home. And you start throwing stuff. They were trying to do things then to look good. 
This is the church. Most of the church has done things for, uh, with eye service alone for so long that they don't understand what the will of God is. They just want to look good. They want to make an impression. When, when one, it, it bewilders me to think that we can impress God because we're nothing. But we need Him for everything. So it's important to note not the heart of man, but from the heart of God. Why? Why you say heart of man? I mentioned this morning, we're going to go back to there. The unregenerate heart is wicked. Jeremiah, go back to Jeremiah 17, 5 through, through verse 10. It talks about, thus says the Lord, cursed be the man who trusts in man. Cursed be the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his arm and whose heart departs from the Lord <coughs> for he shall be like a, a, a heath in the desert and, and shall not see when good comes but shall inhabit the parts places in the wilderness in a salt land and not inhabited this is, this is our when we trust in us this is, this is what we get but verse 7 goes on to change and it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord, for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spread out her roots by the river. When we were up at uh, uh, um, Midnight Hole, up in, up in the mountains, there were trees there on the rocks. But they, they, were growing, they were growing on top of the rocks in a little bit of dirt but their roots were stretched out into the river. They were out in the river drawing from the source. So, so they'll, they'll, they'll be uh, uh, rooted in the, the river and shall not see when heat comes. Not, it, the Bible never promises this is going to be easy. But when it comes, when the stuff comes, when the craziness comes, when we stay rooted in Christ and our faith is anchored in the finished work, we're going to know it's there. But listen, this, this just gets better. But her leaf shall be green and shall not, and shall not, be, not be careful. What do you mean not be careful? Not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Saying this. If you're preaching, teaching, and living truth, if you're seeking to be led and you are being led by the Holy Spirit, and you're seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all these things, the Bible says, all these things shall be added unto you. So you might not physically and monetarily getting the things you were six months ago, but even in the time of drought, the fruit is still Going to come. Why? Because God is faithful. God is faithful. I've had this discussion with quite a few pastors, and we've and I'm, I'm not I'm not throwing rocks. I'm not calling anyone out, this or that or whatever. But those that rely on the bells and whistles for ministry for the last several months have not been able to take advantage of the bells and whistles. So you're stripped down to raw nature. It's you. And people, and it's what are we doing? So when we are rooted in Christ and we are trusting in the Lord, listen, look at this. When you trust in yourself, when you trust in man, 
As good as it's going to get, you're going to be in a parched place in a wilderness and dry land. That's as, that's as good as it gets. But, but when you trust in the Lord, when your hope is in the Lord, you'll be like a tree planted by the waters and spread the roots out into the river, and you shall not see when heat comes, but her leaf shall be green and shall be care- not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall, now, neither shall cease from yielding fruit the heart. Verse uh, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? This is what, we can't do things from our own heart, but from the heart of God. The heart of God. So we have to seek Him. Verse 10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the rain. Even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. So, so we're living right now in a nation that is dying. Why is it dying? It's dying because of sin, because the fruit of sin is death. That's what the Bible says. That's the only thing that sin will do is produce death. So we're in a nation that is dying because it is trusted in man and it is a dry and parched place. There's still remnants all over that are being blessed that the Lord is pouring out on and into and through. So so how does one have the heart of God? By simply and 100% anchoring your faith in the finished work of Christ. Doing the will of God from the heart will only happen with and, and through total surrender. Again, I'm going to mention Terrence when he preached the other week, and man, it was good. There's more coming. Don't worry, he ain't out. He ain't run out. Lord ain't done. <laughs> Victory, and he said this, and it just resonated within me. Victory is a result of surrender. Victory don't come from wrestling. Comes from surrender. That's that's absolutely it. It comes from surrender. So when you do what you do as unto the Lord, and from a heart after Christ, you're not going to do it with eye service. You're not. You're not going to do it to be seen. You're not going to do it to have the pat on the back. You're going to do it because I'm doing it for Him. I'm doing it for one reason. To bring glory to His name. To point people to, to the Lord. I, I told you our stories when, when, when we used to do a lot of outreach things. And, and, and those are coming back around. So be ready anyway. Uh, summer was more so the face and the voice. And, and I was the, 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 the builder and the whatever. And those things. And hauling chairs and, and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes I would have the little people, well, I just want to get up there and talk. And now I just want to sit down. <laughs> but, but when you're doing things for the Lord and as unto the Lord, you're not going to do it for people to see you. You're doing it for Him. You're doing it all for Him. So you may never see with your physical eye the reward of your good things, whatever those things are. You may never see the reward. But rest assured, it's there. 
Rest assured that it is there. We live by faith and not by sight. Or at least we should be. You may never, you, you may not ever see the fruit of your labor. But you keep on regardless. You don't stop. You don't quit. When we were coming home, we were driving through Swan Quarter. If you've never been to Swan Quarter, North Carolina, maybe you should go. There's trees, grass, and water. And I apparently swan somewhere. I'm, I'm not sure. But when we were coming through, I was driving, and sometimes you're driving and you're you're paying attention but not paying attention. And I saw something, and I was like, man, I, I hope I don't have cataracts. And it wasn't cataracts, thank God. It, it was an airplane. <laughs> and it was coming down, and it was flying over the crops, and it was dusting the crop, whatever. I guess it's called crop dusting. I don't know. <laughs> That's a different term in, in young people's, uh, uh, if you don't know, go talk to them. They'll, they'll in, enlighten you. But they were, <laughs> they were spraying pesticides or whatever. And I thought, man, that is a lot of land. And I thought, I, the farmer don't even know if out here in acre 173, if this thing's even growing or not. He only sees what's right in front of the house or close to it. But it don't keep him from tending and taking care of the crop. So we live by faith and not by sight. So doing the will of God, James 1 and 22 tells us to be doers of the word and not hearers only. How many of us do what we hear? I don't know. Maybe not many. I don't, I'm not sure. We can avail ourselves to the word all day long, but in the will of God, you will not only hear... The word, but you'll do it. So they, your children, need to know that the storms are going to come. And the storms may even tear the sail. But it won't sink the ship. It's okay. They live with you. They, they've been in your house and they understand when things aren't quite right. But they need to know that God is faithful. <coughs> He's just. What we see now in, the, in, in, in this generation with the social media stuff is, is 95% of it is fake. Because it's the highlight reel. That's what you see. So when you, when you watch these people, Sage wants to go to Bora Bora. These people are magically paid to travel the world, and that's just glorious. That's not reality for most folks. And everybody don't wake up with their hair in perfect place and their breath smelling good. It just don't happen. That's Braley. She's been married to Ava for a week, two weeks, a month. <laughs> His hair don't look like Elvis every time he gets up out of bed. It's all crazy. I was going to, I'm stopping. I'm going to be nice to you. <laughs> but they need to know that he's faithful by, by observing not, not what is going on, but by observing our response and our reaction to the circumstance. 
My kids have seen me extremely frustrated. They've even seen me mad. And sometimes you just get mad and you're like, dear Lord Jesus, calm me down. But they need to see our response and our reaction to the circumstance. And we may respond and react the wrong way, but do we go back and rectify and correct that? And even ask our kids, I've asked my Lord, forgive me. Because I, I, didn't, I didn't respond the right way. I didn't react the right way. And, and frustration and all those things, it seems something that just, uh, I, I'm not really patient at all. At all. And unfortunately, some of my kids have had that not so good trait. Get rid of it now, my children. It'll save you a lot of frustration. But anyway, they need to know that he's faithful by observing our response to the situation. They need to see the fruit of the Spirit evidence in our lives, not just hear us talk about it. So we train them up in the, in the Word by living the Word. That's how you train them up. There are too many karaoke Christians. If you don't know what karaoke is, then just go look it up on YouTube. I think you do. You're just pretending that you wrote the song. As a believer, the highest and most esteemed position is that of a servant. Philippians 2, we know this, and it talks about the mindset that should be in us, and it talks about Christ taking on the form of a servant, and he counted it joy to take on the, the, the penalty of sin and all those things. Why? For us. He, 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 didn't, he, he could have not done it, but it was joy. He, didn't, he made himself of no reputation. So when the mindset, that mindset, Philippians 2 mindset is in you, so will the heart of Christ be in you, and you will do the will of God. The million dollar question is, what is the will of God for my life? That's easy to answer. The specific will of God for your life? I don't have a clue, because I'm not God. But God's general will for all of us is the same. And we're going to get there in just a moment. You... you you, when you when you were are seeking him and that mindset's in you, you're not you're going to look past the clothesline, meaning you're going to look past the lampshade and the exterior. When you're asking the eye, when you're asking for the Holy Spirit to open and enlighten the eyes of your understanding, Lord, let me see as you see. Let me love as you love. Let let my heart break for what breaks yours. I promise you, you will begin to look at people differently. And, and if you're blessed enough to be a business owner or, or whatever, then, then as a believer, you should treat your employees as Christians should. God is not a respecter of persons, and we all have the same thing afforded to us. Don't, church, don't use this as a ministry as an excuse to treat people like garbage. Treat them like believers. God gives the best, so should we. Verses 10 through 12 in Ephesians 6, I'm trying to hurt, well, I'm not really trying to hurt, but I will. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and uh, 
and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against the flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Be strong in the Lord, because that's the only place your strength comes from. It's in Him and Him alone. He is our strength. The power of His might comes by and through the Holy Spirit and He alone. Nowhere else. Nowhere else. We have got to understand the importance of the Holy Spirit working and operating in our lives. The power that we need to, to live and to move. So it's the same word that was spoken to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Put on. Never take it off. Put on the whole armor that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Why? Because they're coming. Newsflash. They're coming. Well, man, you just, I've been attacked. Well, you're going to get attacked some more. Without all of him, all of him, you won't stand against because you can't. You can't. The whole armor. Take on the whole word of God. Without all of it, you can't stand. Why? Because you're, you're frustrating the grace of God. You're frustrating Him moving and, and operating in your life as He desires to. For we wrestle not against the flesh. It's extremely difficult to not wrestle against the flesh. Look around. I can't, I, I can't watch the news. I cannot watch the news. And, and I don't know the guy's name, but the one guy whose forehead starts back here, or hairline starts back here, I cannot remember his name. But it don't matter. I just cannot. Oh, I'm getting irritated even talking about the news. Just don't watch the news. Just turn it off. But it's easy to get caught up and want to wrestle the wrong things. I mean, I said out there in the parking lot, and if you happen to see this, Roy Cooper, I, I don't want to wrestle you, but I said I would like to. Um, why? Because you get frustrated and irritated. But that's not our fight. It's not it at all. So, so the problem is not a movement, it's sin. The problem is sin, but I see believers engaged, and I mentioned this morning, in a fight that you don't need to be engaged in, and you're waging war in a place that never... You were never intended to wage a war. So, sure, again, what's happening and what's going on is frustrating, but it's only Jesus who can and will change the heart of man. Not your argument. Not your argument. I mean, if people were as passionate about the gospel as they were a stupid mask, If you wear one, fine. I don't care. I, it don't matter to me. I understand. I, Liz, I understand perfectly why you're wearing a mask. And I'm not bothered at all. But she never said, Pastor, I just cannot stand you because you ain't got one on. But there was just, just, I think it was just yesterday, somebody was shot over an argument about a mask. But what if believers were as, as passionate about the gospel and about doing the will of God from the heart 
as, as, as people are enforcing whatever. Go down the wrong way at a grocery, in the grocery aisle, man. People's going, whoa. I'm sorry, but I'm not walking all the way around to get a canned good that's right here. I can do this. Summer has gone rogue. She's just, she's dyslexic, so she has an excuse. I thought the arrow was pointing that way. But it, but it only works with reading, I think. She told me yesterday, she said, I'm going to Walmart. You might have to come bail me out. I'm like, okay. She rode on the scooter and ain't even handicapped and with no mask. No, she, she did. She didn't. I'm just kidding. She took a selfie and doing a TikTok. No, I'm just, she, just, she didn't. I'm just kidding. But anyway, we put on the whole armor of God and we wrestle not against flesh. We're not, we're, that's not our, we're not engaged in that. Uh, the enemy works through and uses humans, yes. Of every color, of every creed, of every social status, he works through them. Why? To fight against the, 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 what the, the, the Lord desires for us to keep to destroy your faith. And he uses people just like the Lord uses people. But the people are not who we're fighting against. or not wrestling against. It's against principalities, powers and rulers of darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. And that's fought by the good fight of faith. <coughs> spiritual, again, we, we talked about it, hit it quick, uh, quickly this morning. We, we will tonight as well. Spiritual warfare is so misunderstood. Uh, we, we can stomp and march and, and, and spit and scream and, and whatever else you want to do. But, but even, even, man, for a while there it was blowing that shofar. Those things stink. You ever smell one? I don't know why I would smell one, but don't. They're horrid. They smell the back of my truck right now. But you don't have to sound the alarm because guess what? War has already been waged. You think for a second that the devil is trembling because you're blowing a horn sounding the alarm. Here we come. He don't care. But when your faith stays properly uh, rooted and anchored in the finished work of Christ, you ain't got to say nothing. I'm just resting in Him. The war is already raging and the battle is not ours, it's God's. You fight by keeping your faith in Him. Yes, you proclaim the truth. The Word of God, yes, you stand your ground. We're not a doormat, no. But every action and reaction must be led by the Holy Spirit. The most difficult thing for me this, these recent months have been not to fire away on social stuff. I, man, I have found myself and I'm like, this is good. And the Holy Spirit's like, erase it. I'm like, it took me like five minutes to type. Erase it. Don't you post that. Why? Because you want to, you want to, man, you want to punch back. I'm going to just give you Jesus. Just give him Jesus. 
So don't seek man's advice. Seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the will of God. Here we go, the general, and, and, and it's, it's, it's not as complicated and as complex as you may think. It's found in Matthew 28, 19, and 20. This is the will of God for our lives. It's the, we call it the Great Commission, right? It's to go ye therefore. What? So we, we go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. The will of God for every believer's life is to share the gospel. What? We're trying to figure out the specifics of God's will for our lives and we refuse to do the general will. That, that's, if, you, if you're not willing to share the gospel, then what are you worried about the specific things in your life for? Again, outreach was years. We did it for 12 13 years. And I'm not telling you this to say, whoa, that's crazy. But Friday nights when most people were eating, we were, we were sharing the gospel with kids and people. Where? They called it the hole in Dallas. We, we, we would preach the gospel. We would share the gospel. We, would did, it. we did it for years. Not to, not to be seen, not to be heard, but because we knew that God had placed that burn and desire in our hearts. So we were being faithful. See, David was in the field before he went to the valley, he learned to tend the sheep and be the shepherd. He learned that God is faithful, whether it be a lion or a bear. So when he got to the valley, Goliath didn't scare him. But we don't want to tend the field. We don't want to be in the field. We want to, we want to have the notoriety of defeating Goliath when you're terrified of what may come your way right now. So when we will seek Him and do the will of God from the heart, the, the, just sharing the gospel, being the light, being the light and salt of this earth, if we are allowing Him to shine through us and work through us, then He will develop those things in our lives. You go back to what you mentioned this morning, that five-fold ministry, the, the pastor, evangelist, teacher, the apostle, and prophet. You've got to be faithful in the little things. What things? The little things. It don't matter what they are. It don't matter. I know tonight I went a little longer than normal, but it's okay. Uh, Terrence, if we could, just if you could just come play something softly for him. I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what three months down the road may hold. But I do know who has a hold of me. I don't know if the economy is going to crash and tank and we're all going to be eating government cheese or what. I don't know if the protests are going to come out to the rural areas of the metropolis of Denver, North Carolina. I don't know. But I do know that God is in control. I do know that the will of God is not for me to be frightened, to be terrified or afraid, or to back down and cower. 
I do know the will of God is not for us to be puppets of man, but to surrender ourselves to God Almighty, to get on our face before Him and ask Him to do it again. I do know that He is faithful. He is just. He is true. And He desires to commune with us. I do know that He didn't call you and save you for you to be terrified and tremble. He Nor did He save us to be the warriors on social media and to spew our hate and agenda and attach His name to it. He called us to be separate. He called you to come out from among them. So what are they seeing different in your life? We want to be the book that's on the shelf with the cool binding that people grab. But if there's no substance beneath that cover, when they open it up, guess what? They don't want nothing you got. What has gone missing from the church today is the preaching and the singing about the power of the blood and relying on the moving and operating of the Holy Spirit. And we're looking to be entertained and to have a goosebump and to be prodded and pushed and pulled to, to draw ourselves to our knees. That should never be the case. Because He and His presence alone should be enough to make us want to worship Him. Lord, I just want to do Your will from the heart of You. How does that happen? We say it all the time. David, a murderer who, who lusted and, and all of these things and all this stuff, if you look at the bad, was considered a man after God's own heart. Why? Because he forgot to, he didn't point the fingers no more. He said, God created me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit in me. Cast me not away. Remove not thy Holy Spirit from me. So I don't know where you find yourself tonight. And I don't know what tomorrow brings for you. And you may, not, you may be terrified of tomorrow. But I can tell you right now, God is in this place to move in your life and to change you. I don't often do this, but I can tell you, you need to go to SBN's website. And you need to pull up the archives and you need to watch Tim Hill preach from last week. Because what he was talking about is God is already in your tomorrow. <laughs> You're worried about it. God's already there. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He already knows what's coming. He already knows what you have need of before you even ask. So I'm going to tell you, if you don't ask, you don't receive. So I don't know what we're waiting on. I don't know what would it take to get us to come to our knees to a place of repentance and prayer because the church must repent and cry out for God to do it again. Doing the will of God from the heart. His will, not ours. I want you to stand in this place tonight. If that's your desire... If you will be like Isaiah was, Lord, here I am. I know you call me. I know you want to use me, but I'm a man of unclean lips. Just speak through me. 
Just have your way. Have your way, Lord. If that's you tonight, just come. Let him minister to you. Set at his feet. Just thank him for his goodness. And cry out to him. I can tell you, even in the times of uncertainty, there's still excitement because he's faithful. 